Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course William Ramol. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Not much, man. Good to have you on the show as always. Hey, good to be on as usual. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in with us and checking out this episode of Sports Urban Legend. On today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, what happened, what went down at WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania 38, uh, you know, our thoughts about the Oscars that went, you know, the of course, uh, the Oscar event and, you know, everything that w- went down on that. We're also going to talk to you about uh, uh, the Batman movie review. We're going to uh, give you our thoughts on that. Talk about the, um, you know, the baseball season, you know, so far for the Mets and the Yankees. And... Um, you know what else? Any and you know much much more. So, if you guys want to talk about any of these topics and more, we'd love to hear from you. The number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to talk about any of these topics or more. We'd love to hear from you. But with that said. Um, yeah, man. Let's um, yeah. Let's let's give you our thoughts on uh, the WrestleMania. Um, Mac, what's your thoughts on uh, you know, this year's WrestleMania that went down? Ah, it was uh, one of the better ones that we've seen in a while. I think. You know, um, both nights were very entertaining. Uh, there were some surprising matches. Uh, not that many disappointing matches, to be honest with you. But uh, one of my favorite matches was RK Bro versus um, the um, Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy. That was the best match of the weekend, I think. I mean, so many high flying moves, many acrobatic moves, and um, yeah, that that match uh, that that match was like very entertaining, very fun to watch. Um, also, I thought the the, the women's match. Which I feel to mention on my show. I thought that match was also very good as well. Which one, the Bianca Bella versus Becky Lynch? No, uh, no, the uh, the Sasha Banks, uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, oh, yeah, Naomi against Liv Morgan, and um, what's 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 that lesbo's name? Um, <laughs> the, the, the the big one, um, the, the WME oh, player, uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Carmella and uh, Queen uh, Zelina. Right, right. I thought that match was good. Um, I thought the the jackass, you know, Johnny Knoxville against uh, Sami Zayn. I thought that was funny as hell. You know. Yeah, that was a very interesting match right there. Seeing Wee Man body slam Sami Zayn and seeing all the jackass props. You know, help out John Johnny Knoxville. I thought that was funny. Even though it was a short match, it was very funny to watch. Oh, yeah, um, sure. The disappointing match of the night, of the weekend, I should say, 
was probably uh, that that um, Corbin against oh, yeah. um, uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, yeah, definitely disappointing. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, yeah, let's let's dive in, into it. Uh, the Usos defeat Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Uh, Rick Boogs suffered an injury during that match, and uh, the Usos, you know, hit the the one D, the one and done, which is you know basically their their homage uh, of the Dudley Boys three uh, D finishing move uh, for the victory. Uh, Drew McIntyre, the worst. The, Drew McIntyre versus, you know, he defeated uh, Happy Corbin, you know, which was arguably the worst, the worst uh, match of, of the 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 pay per view event, like you mentioned. Um, the only memorable thing that happened in that match was Drew McIntyre using his sword Angela to to cut the ropes at the end of the match. I wish he would have did it before that match started, but you know. It is what it is. I haven't seen a sword that powerful since he sort of owns in Thundercats. Yeah, right, that's true. <laughs> Very true. But um, yeah, then you you had um the Miz and Logan Paul who you know who wrestled pretty well. Um, uh, they defeated uh, uh Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Rey's you know real life son, obviously. And um You mean Eddie Guerrero's son? <laughs> well yeah, I guess depending on the storylines. <laughs> <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Yeah, so the Miz the Miz and Logan Paul won, which was shocking, but then even more shocking, Miz turned on Logan Paul, the skull crushing finale on uh Logan after they won the match. I don't know what was up with that. Like why? Why why did Miz do that? Well from after... what I what I've read, apparently, there's rumors that uh, Logan Paul wanted to be a baby face, so I guess he felt this would have been the best way for him to turn into a baby face. Um, baby face with who? The YouTube audience? <laughs> I, I, I mean, um, yeah, I don't see him being a, a legit baby face, but, you know, who knows? They're going to they're gonna have some work cut, off, cut out for him, you know, to do that. Uh, then you have, to me, one of the best matches of the night. Uh, you, you have Bianca Belair defeating Becky Lynch um, to win to win, you know, the the WWE Raw Women's uh, Championship. Um, you know, these these are the the two women uh, in recent history to win, you know, main event matches at you know WrestleMania, their respective WrestleManias. Last year, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks. Uh, to win the title. And then, of course, I think the year before that, Becky Lynch defeated uh, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey uh, to unify the Raw and the SmackDown Women titles. And then, you know, the uh, first... Bianca, that, that, was a, that was a good match also, I thought. Oh, yeah. Bianca, and uh, congrats to Bianca for regaining mm-hmm. the title. And I made the joke that, you know, she could have actually uh, lent Jada Pinkett Smith her ponytail uh, Chris Rock would have made that joke. Well, I guess we'll, we'll we, yeah, we won't get into that in a few minutes. You know that that crazy situation. We're gonna, we're gonna dive into that too. Bianca, Bianca does whip her hair back, like Willow <laughs> Smith song. <laughs> right, yeah, that is true. There goes that correlation right there. Yeah. And then uh, you know the the you know the first 
Um, well, I guess I can't say it's a surprise because everybody the rumor was that Cody Rhodes was going to come back and it would have most likely been against Seth Rollins. And sure enough, you know, Cody Rhodes made his return. I, I'd say that probably the most surprising thing about that match was, uh, you know, he retained his AEW theme song um, coming over to, to um, you know, back to WWE after a six-year hiatus, you know, when he um, ran and wrestled in uh, AEW. Um, yeah, Cody Cody Rhodes won that, won that match. Um, and then the following, what was it? Um, on Raw, you know, he he cut a, um, you know, a very inspiring promo about, you know, he wants to win the title, the same title that eluded him and his father uh, throughout their careers. Um, so yeah, um, WWE, you know, hopefully WWE won't mess it up like they did with uh, Elias's uh, gimmick when they turned him to Ezekiel, his uh, Elias's brother Ezekiel. Um, yeah, that I don't know what that's about, but that's WWE logic for you right there. And then speaking of WWE logic, you had Charlotte Flair defeat Ronda Rousey uh, to retain the the WWE SmackDown Women's Title. I mean, to me, makes no sense. Charlotte Flair did not win, did did not need this victory. Charlotte Flair is a 13-time champion, and and then she's only been in this company for like what five years or so, four or five years, and she's already a 13-time world champion. Like Ronda Rousey, she needed the victory, you know. Charlotte Flair has only been with the company for five years. Yeah, I thought it? she's been with the company longer than that. Let's, let me let, let's let's uh, let's check. Let me I think check. she's been longer longer than five years. Only five years? You sure. 2015. Let's see. Let's do the math. 2015. Oh, no, years. More. That is more than uh, five years. That's uh, what? Yeah. Um, seven years. So yeah, seven five seven years. years. Yeah. Same. You know, she's been. You know, kind of. You know what I mean? Like she's been less than a decade. She's been in this company and she won the title 13 times, man. Like, I think it's a little. You know. So she 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 she. So it comes to an average of about almost two times a year. Basically, it's not that bad when I when you think about it. Yeah, and uh, she won. I think the NXT title like twice, and I don't think they consider that in the thing. Yeah, you know, but she comes so, from yeah. royalty. You know, mm-hmm. trying to be like her dad. Yep. So. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I think Ronda Rousey needed that victory. You know, the you know obviously she hasn't won. She hasn't held the title since. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch beat both Charlotte and um and um you know and Charlotte and, and Ronda. I mean, yeah, well yeah, you know that that WrestleMania a few years back. So I think they that was a missed opportunity there. Um, let me see what else what else happened. Oh yes, to me the the, the biggest surprise of the night, and uh, to me the best match of the night. You know the the pay per view event was uh, Stone Cold, uh, you know, officially coming out of retirement for that one match, first match in 19 years. You know, since he lost to The Rock at WrestleMania 19 in 03, and he battled against Kevin Owens. You know, the guy he passed the torch to. You know, allowing him to to do the stunner. You know, the Stone Cold stunner. So um, it was a great match. Um, you know. The build-up was Kevin Owens was talking trash about 
you know, um, Stone Cold's home state of Texas. And, uh, you know, basically Stone Cold defended his, uh, you know, his tex- his fellow Texans and came out of retirement one night only and, you know, whooped uh, Kevin Owens behind uh, in a no-holds-bar match to close off uh, night one. And then night two, of course, you had uh, your favorite match of the night, uh, you know, Team RK Bro. Uh, I love know, that match. Retaining. High flying, like a back match of the night. Yeah, that match was great. Yeah, they retained the title against Street Profits, you know, obviously Montez Ford and Andrew Dawkins. And then Alpha, you know, they also defeated Alpha Academy, which also has Otis and Chad Gable. And, um, yeah, it was a, a you know, good match. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long they hold on to the titles until, uh, I, you know, I think Randy Orton will eventually turn on him. You you're, um, you told me uh, previously you think it's going to be Riddle that's going to turn on him. Could be, yeah. I could see Riddle turning heel, maybe. You never know. Yeah, I'd be surprised to see that happening, but hey, you know, it's it's happened. I mean, yeah. if MVP can turn on uh, Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw, which, you know, I, I suspected that would happen uh, once uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Omos at WrestleMania, and then uh, Raw, you know, he finally, he returned back with MVP, you know, and then... Uh, you know, he, he he turned his back on MVP because obviously he trusted him for all those years because, you know, they had that relationship dating back to their TNA days. Oh, well, MV, well, their WWE, the first run of theirs in WWE and then his championship run on in TNA. Of course, they, they uh, you know, uh, reignited that, that uh, relationship uh, during uh, Bobby Lashley's uh, almighty championship run. Mm-hmm. So now... Yep. MVP is the manager of Omos, and um, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was kind of, uh, well, I wasn't that shocked seeing MVP turn on Lashley. I actually was thinking that was going to happen, you know, after Lashley beat Omos at WrestleMania. So I thought that Omos would be the perfect perfect guy for MVP to represent and to manage. So that wasn't much of a surprise to me. Um, Likewise. Um, the whole, the Cody, the Cody Rose uh, promo on the, on Raw the following night. I thought that was great. I would have loved to see Cody Rhodes. I would have loved to see him bring back the undashing gimmick. I thought that was the best gimmick of his career, mm-hmm. you know, with the, that protective mask that he was that he wore, and would put paper bags on people on uh, opponents once he defeated them. We actually went to a live show, I think, where I think he fought maybe Big Show or I forgot who he fought. Um, yeah, I forgot who. But I, I don't I don't think he ended up putting a paper bag over anyone's head that night, but. Um, did he, he do it to see. the fans when he was coming and doing his entrance? Oh, uh, yeah. Fan? I think he would give – wouldn't he give paper bags to some fans or something? Or I think so when he came out. Maybe. It's possible. I, I forget. But, I, you know, that was the only time that I saw his gimmick um, up close and personal. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I, 
I, I still think they, they should bring he should bring that back at one point. But um, as long as WWE doesn't ruin him and you know gives him a major push, you know to compete for the champ, maybe the heavyweight or the universal title. You know, I think it'll be great for him. You know, because they they ruined him when they gave him that Stardust character. I mean, that pretty much killed any momentum that he had in WWE at that time. So hopefully they don't do it again. Well, uh, apparently that was the deal breaker that you know the that that's what made the deal. Like basically he he you know um, there would be no acknowledgement of Stardust. You know. You know, um, basically, you know, when he spoke to Vince, that there would be no acknowledgement. And then I don't know if you noticed during the match with Seth Rollins, he accidentally did the um, the, the cartwheel. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I guess that was an accidental homage to his old character. I guess. Yeah, I'll probably making fun <laughs> of it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking too when he when he when he did it. Um, <laughs> And then speaking of, you know, comical moments, you had Johnny Knoxville uh, defeat Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match, which is basically a hardcore match, but they just, I mean, they just wanted to give it a different name to make it sound um, like it's a revolutionary match, I guess. Yeah, but it was, a fun, it was a fun match, you know, it was a good match to watch. Um, I guess the only thing I didn't like about the match was you know, Chris Pontus wearing his usual outfit from the show and movies, which, you know, was not a fan of that. But and then that was a, you know, it was a good match. And then Wee Man and Body Slam, Sami Zayn. Yeah. You know, it was an entertaining match. I mean, it was kind of short, but mm-hmm. still fun to watch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone films would have been proud. Um, <laughs> Those uh, traps, props. Yeah. And then you 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 had uh, afterwards you had uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating Carmella and Queen Zelina. Um, you know who who lost the titles, and then then of course, uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley lost, and Talia and uh, Shayna Baszler also lost that match. Um, so Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, they they won the WWE Women's Tag Team uh, titles, which for the first time ever, you know, you had two black women win the titles, so, you know, long overdue. Congrats to them. And um, then after that, you had Edge versus AJ Styles, and, um, you know, um, Edge came out with the victory. I thought, I thought Styles would have won that match. Last yeah, was like, I was rooting for Styles. I thought he was going to win also, but... You want me to tell you the moment I knew when he was going to lose? When The, the moment I knew he was going to lose is when, when Damian Priest popped up and was just staring at him, you know, like, which obviously was the, dis, the distraction. Oh, distraction, yeah. But I was like, before he even did anything, I was like, I'm like, yeah, he's 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 definitely he's definitely going to align with Edge because they both have... And it makes perfect sense, you know, they both have that rocker metalhead um, gimmick, you know, which I think is, you know, true to their, who they are, you know, behind the scenes, you know, but yeah, it made, it made perfect sense, you know, joint make forming a, a tag team with those two guys. So I thought it was, uh, you know, one of the rare times WWE came out with a, with a uh, out of the box idea. 
Yeah. You know? Definitely. And then this this one this next match was totally, you know, typical WWE logic. Sammy Sheamus Rich Holland defeats New Day. And Rich Holland like a month ago he, he injured New Day's um Big E in a match where he let, made him land on his head by accident, you know, twice, which basically nearly killed him and nearly paralyzed him, you know. And he, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and then they made Rich Holland and, and Sheamus win the match. Like, you know, you would have thought WWE would have, you know, um, would have, you know, would have, would have uh, punished them and Rich Holland would have had some heat on him for nearly, you know, paralyzing and kill, nearly killing one of their top stars and a guy who just who had the title on him like not too, a few months ago in Big E. Yep. And you know, Rich Holland doesn't seem like he has any heat on him. You know, he won the match, and then Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunne in NXT, you know, they 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 start beating up on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Like that match was pretty much pointless. You know, it just it didn't make any sense. And then another shocking match of the night was, uh, you know, after Pat McAfee defeated Austin Theory, Mr. McMahon, you know, fights against Pat McAfee, which was the rumor for like over a month and until, you know, he announced, you know, um, you know, Vince announced that, you know, Austin Theory would be fighting instead of, you know, the rumored match of, you know, him fighting against Pat McAfee, but, uh, you know, Mr. McMahon, two nights in a row, another shocking, um, you know, match from a guy from the Attitude Era. Stone Cold's former rival, uh, Vince McMahon, comes out of retirement and wrestling his first match in Lord knows how many years he, this guy has fought. Didn't he fight against Kevin Owens a few years back? Did he? I think in a regular match, or or, or Kevin Owens just just um you know did that um you know um that five the you know the fox splash on him. Could be I can't remember, but yeah, seeing this man come out, I mean he's still in good shape, you know. Um, but yeah, there was some botch moments in that mm-hmm. <laughs> in that surprise oh, comeback that he had, and especially the um. Especially, um, you know, when Stone Cold came came back, came out, then uh, stunned Austin Theory, stunned Stone Cold. I mean, Stone Cold stunned uh, McMahon. But this was the worst. I mean, Stone. Uh, Mc, I mean, McMahon has always been a hard, has been the worst per- opponent that Stone Cold stunners. You know, like reaction wise, you know, he he didn't even sell the stunner. Man. It was like not, it was horrible. Stunned him and then he like he stood there and then he he didn't even like fall down. Well, no, actually, he got so, back off the the turnbuckle and then he Stoko grabbed grabbed him and then hit the stunner. Well, Stoko <laughs> like, was like, trying to grab him initially to do the stunner, but he yeah, couldn't but like he get, get a hold of his neck. <laughs> yeah, he bust off the rope. Yeah. Oh my god, yo man! Like it took him like ten seconds to do a stunner to, to <laughs> do the stunner, man. Like, my goodness. And then, um, which you would call it, Stone Cold um, Stunnered, uh, also Stunnered Pat McAfee. And I think um, Stone Cold Stunnered uh, um, 
Byron Saxon the the, the the night before that, if I'm not mistaken. After his yeah, night. he did. He did. So he was oh, yeah. stunning. He, he was. I after the show, I heard he stunned a fan. So he was <laughs> stunning everybody. It's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, man, it was it was funny. Uh, and and something I always I noticed um, with the Stone Cold with, with Vince McMahon boxing the the stunner. Stone Cold when he does the stunner, you know I noticed that the people spit out the 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 beer, but I never noticed Stone Cold spits it out too. On the oh, impact, really? did you oh. know you you didn't know that either, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I he like spits when, it out. Stone Cold spits it out too at the same time when he hits the stunner. The, you know the bat the the person who hits it on spits it out, but he also spits out the beer too. What the hell? What the hell? I didn't he know that. Out, he spits out the beer at the same time that the the he hits yes. the stunner on the person. Yeah, if you watch, if that's, you watch, that's kind of gross man, when I think about it. It, it is gross. I don't know which is gross, that or or Triple H, you know, spitting, you know, the the. The water and the fans, you know, the fans the in the front row. Uh, I mean, it's gross. Yeah, he. Yeah, if you watch the replay of the the, the stunners that he gave on, 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 you know, this weekend, you you'll see, especially the stun, the Vince McMahon one was so obvious. That's how I that's how I knew knew noticed about it because you know usually he's in sync with the, when he hits the stunner that yeah. you just think it's the. I always just thought it was the. I always thought it was the um the person who. He was drinking beer with is always the one that spits it out. But um yeah. Oh yeah, and speaking of Triple H, you know, um yeah, Triple H, you know, he, he made it official uh before night two. He let off the sh- the the um you know, night two by um, you know, leaving his boots and his wrestling boots in the ring, you know, to signify, you know, the end of an era, you know, he, he you know, his he's you know officially retiring, um, you know, in the ring, you know, after he had the, the heart problems uh, recently. So, you know, um, well, I was going to say best of luck to him, but, I mean, he'll be fine. You know, he, you know, he's, you know, running, you know, he, you know, behind the scenes in WWE. We'll see how long it lasts because I don't think that's the last of him wrestling, you know. We always hear these no, wrestlers no, he, saying that, you know, they have career-ending inju- injuries and they're not going to come back. We've heard from Edge, Daniel Bryan, now we're hearing for Triple H, and then they come back after yeah, all these... But he, uh, but he has a, yeah, but he has a defibrillator, so he, that's a... that's a um, Well, yeah, well, yeah, but, you know... If it wasn't for the defibrillator, right, man, this dude would have came back when he was, like, in his 70s, like, like Vince McMahon would have done it, you know? Well, the defibrillator. I mean, it's it's just keeping your heart to pump. I mean, right? you could still you could still be active with it. Well, you yeah, know? but I'm saying like him, his heart racing like that, like in, in you know in a in a match, you know, that's you know that's not gonna be healthy for him. Yeah, but I mean, you've you've seen other people come back from that. I mean, even that net basketball player, he had a heart issue and he came back. He retired and then unretired and come back to play for the Nets. Oh, uh, Aldridge. Yeah, so I mean, you've had people come back, you know, from that. It's you know, Eddie, even that bum ass Nick Eddie Curry, <laughs> the Knicks. What is heart issue? Oh so. man. But yeah, man. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you can never count Triple H out, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna count it out. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a future match with him. 
even if it's, you know, with him in little activity from him, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I won't count it out. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, let me see what else. What other matches did they have? Um, um, yes. and Oh, yeah, last but not least. You had Roman Reigns uh, defeating Brock Lesnar, finally, at WrestleMania. In the winner-takes-all WWE and WWE Universal title title unification match. And, um, yeah, I was surprised. You know, I was thinking I was thinking Brock Lesnar was going to win, you know, because, you know, um, Brock Lesnar is, you know, the baby face now. Um, just like kind of like the last time, Roman Reigns was the was the baby face against Brock Lesnar, and he lost. He you know he lost to Brock, so now Roman Reigns got that. Um, you know he got finally got his revenge. Um, so now the question is, who's gonna finally win the title off of him? Um, you would think common sense would be The Rock, you know. Um, you know if he comes come back next year's WrestleMania face. Roman Reigns and end the title title reign, but um, you know I don't I don't see I don't think The Rock behind the scenes would want to end his his cousin's career. You know what I mean I think he'd have the match, but you know he would officially put him over. You know, kind of like what he did with uh, with Brock in O2 because apparently that SummerSlam match supposedly Rock. Rock was supposed to defend the title, the WWE title, but um, you know, you know, he changed the result and and allowed Brock Lesnar to win, which catapulted Rock, uh, Brock into a whole other stratosphere. I mean, obviously, before that time, Brock, you know, he had some big wins, you know, against Hogan, making Hogan tap out, and uh, you know, he had he had that dominant run, but you know, having, being the Rock at SummerSlam for the title, man, that that just solidified, you know, his dominance, which he still has to this day. So, yeah, I just don't see, I don't see The Rock being the one to end his streak. What about yeah. you? Well, you know, that uh, Roman Reigns, Rock Lesnar match, um, I, uh, I, I, I thought that Lesnar would have uh, beaten him for those two titles, but that's just, uh, WWE wants to keep the tires on him for a much longer period, having a potential match with Rock. So you're saying you don't think it's going to happen, or you you think it's going to happen? I think the match is going to happen, but I, I Rock won't beat him. I yeah, hope I don't, I'm wrong. I don't see I don't see a Rock beating him either if it does happen. Um, yeah, but I hope I'm wrong because you know, obviously you know. I mean, the, the idea would be to for Rock to put him over. Yeah. And that's what Rock, like I was saying, that's what Rock has been known to do. He did it with Cena in, in 29, which, I mean, he didn't, you know, Cena was already a multiple-time champion, you know. Right. Had already m- multiple WWE title win- wins at WrestleMania in defenses. Shockingly enough, Rock has never defended or won a title at WrestleMania, you know, a heavyweight title, you know. So it would have been nice for him to finally get that, um, I mean, it would have been long overdue for him to finally win one or hold, retain a title. But, uh, you know, it's not important to The Rock. So it's not going to, you know, it's not going to happen, you know. Um, 
But yeah, all in all, this was a a, a great WrestleMania. You know, uh, what would you what would you rate it? Zero to ten. Yeah, I'd say about eight and eight between an eight and an eight and a half. I'd say. Yeah, I say I I would agree with that as well. I'd say definitely eight eight point five. I mean, with the with the Baron with the Baron the Happy Corbin match, you know that that you know. That that would, I mean that that eliminates any chances of of it being a nine. You know the other matches were were pretty good for the most part. You know I was pleasantly surprised. Um, leading up to the to the event, I wasn't really all. There was only a handful of matches I was like really excited about. You know, um, the you know Belair versus uh, Lynch match. Uh, obviously Roman Reigns and Brock. Um. Yeah, I mean to name a few, but um, yeah, all in all, it was a, it was a it was a good pay per view event. You know, so you know that definitely yeah. looking forward to seeing um, what's gonna happen with WWE in the future. Oh well, now that I think about it, you know, um, this 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 uh, WrestleMania week they had um some, you know, they had some big uh, debuts. You know, um, Gunter, formerly known as Walter, debuted on SmackDown. Uh, Raquel uh, Raquel Gonzalez, she's now known as Raquel um, Rodriguez uh, on SmackDown, the former NXT Women's Champion. Um, I'm trying to think whether whether um, what the surprise appearances. Um, trying to remember. Um. That's that's all I could think off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't think but, of it. But I think there was a, the more surprise, you know, debuts that happened, but I just can't put my finger on it. But we'll see in the coming weeks, um, you know, what's what's going to happen with that, you know, with WWE. But uh, shifting gears, um, yeah, we're going to, you know, talk to Oscars. And, um, man, what what did not I mean like what didn't happen at the Oscars I mean you know obviously they were looking for you know historic memorable um, moments at that you know at the Oscars Um, you know obviously they had three women hosting it you know with uh, Amy Schumer uh, Wanda Sykes and uh, Regina Hall uh, hosting the event you had uh, Will Packer the the first black man to to direct the the Oscars, Questlove won a, a title. I mean, won a won an award. Um, but you know to name you know to um, name a few of the accomplished. Oh yeah, um, I think her name is Anna DeVos. She won the she won um, the award. Um, you know. The the same role that basically uh, Rita um, Moreno won it um, what sixty years ago for the same role. Yep. And then, uh, but all of those stuff was overshadowed by, um, you know, the slap road around the world. And of course, I'm ta- you know what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, the moment when uh, Will Smith lost his cool and. Um, you know, slap Chris Rock, you know. 
Um, basically, as you all know, um, Chris Chris Rock, um, you know, did, did a GI Joe joke, and uh, initially Will Smith, you know, was joking. You know, he took, you know, took the joke in stride, but then, um, assuming you know he saw his wife's reaction, you know, he, um, you know, he. He lost his school and smacked Chris Rock in front of every, in, in front of the entire world, man. Yeah, he smacked like, the shit out of Chris Rock. You know? it, it looked like something out of Three Stooges uh, episode, pretty much. And, you know, I mean, the joke wasn't even that malicious. I mean, it was just, it was a harmless joke. He just called, called her G.I. Jane. said that she's auditioning for G.I. Jane Part 2. And, you know, when I think of G.I.J., I think of courageous, brave, heroic. I mean, being compared to G.I.J. isn't a bad thing. If someone called me, compared me to G.I.J., I'd be like, thank you, you know. It's, 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 You're a real American hero. Yeah, real American hero. So I don't know why she took much offense to it, but, uh, I mean, I don't think Chris Rock knew about her having al- her suffering from alopecia. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just thought the... I just thought Will Smith storming on stage like that and slapping Chris Rock in the face was on call for. I mean, there's a better way to handle that, and he could have handled that after the show. He just confronted Chris Rock, told him, hey, you know, I, I don't think what you did was right. You shouldn't have me from my wife like that. You know, she's mm-hmm. going through a hard time with, you know, her hair loss. You know, you should apologize. You know, yeah. he, could have, he could have handled it that much better than he did. So yeah. that's, Going on stage, slapping Chris Rock, and then you and know, had, yelling ex- expletives from his seat. So, and now he's gonna be banned for it. So yeah, for, for ten years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you know he, you know, what I mean, like like you said, all he had to do was just basically, um, you know, basically would have just confronted. Could he could have just said, "Hey, man." Whether it was live or behind the scenes, you know, he could have just said, hey, man, you know, I, I didn't appreciate, you know, joking about my wife having, you know, alopecia or whatever, you know, like, and just say it like that, you know, just, you know, just say it. If he would have said it like that, I would assume Chris Rock would be, you know, understanding and, you know, would have, you know, it would have had the same effect. It still would have been shocking to see, you know, Will Smith get upset because you never see him get upset. But, at least it would have been, you know, the the right way to go about it instead of, you know, him losing his cool like that, slapping him and, you know, basically, you know, and then, you know, cursing, cursing the Oscars. Like, it was just, you know, uncalled for. I, and another thing is, you know, you know, Chris Rock has history with, with both of them. Obviously, you know, then you know that you know he he has told jokes on Jada in the past, the past Oscars, especially during the Oscar So White um, controversy from a few years ago. But he's actually worked with both of them. Like he he was on you know Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, you know back in the days, and then he also starred with Jada in in the Madagascar franchise. So I mean he you know. And he knows them pretty well. So, I mean, I don't know what, you know, what happened that, you know, 
cause, you know, whatever the, this friction between, you know, Rock and the, you know, and the, the couple, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's just, I don't know, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully they, they can, you know, resolve this situation and find, you know, you know, forgive each other and just move on. But, yeah, it's just a crazy situation that was, you know, display for the whole world to see. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, the, but the real MVP out of the whole situation was um, Denzel because, uh, you know, Denzel, you know, he, he spoke to both men after the incident and, you know, tried to defuse the situation so that it wouldn't, um, uh, you know, get out of hand. And uh, the most memorable thing that, uh, you know, Will Smith said his, um, you know, his um, acceptance speech for winning the first, you know, his first ever Oscar, uh, you know, for his role as, uh, you know, King Richard Williams, you know, uh, Serena and Venus's uh, parent, you know, father, was that he said that Denzel told him that, you know, um, you know, when you're in your, your greatest moment, that's when the devil comes for you. And, yep. um, you know, Will Smith found out the hard way about that. So hopefully this will be a, a teachable moment for him and other people, you know, to use use their words and, you know, and not, you know, react like that. I mean, it's a, it, it, it was a, it was really a surprising, one of the most surprising and saddest moments that we've seen on live television. Mm-hmm. You know, can't imagine how Chris Rock felt at that moment. He felt embarrassed. And just imagine, like, his kids watching your father get slapped like that on TV. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, Wilson should be ashamed of himself. I mean, he handled that inappropriately, and there's a... Uh, him being banned from the attending the Oscars for ten years is well deserved. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I like both both actors, but yeah, he definitely, yeah, he definitely has to suffer the take the punishment. He gotta he gotta take the L for that. I mean, he should have just, you know, respectfully, you know, express his disappointment in the in the in the joke, but in a in a professional manner, you know, but no, it is, it is what it is. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, shifting gears. Yeah. The Knicks, man, the Knicks, uh, I don't know if you heard RJ Barrett, he's hurt. He's going to be, um, out, you know, for the, you know, for the rest of the year. I think that the, the next game is, uh, later to, you know, tomorrow. You know, um, R.J. Barrett, he, he injured, I think he, he injured his knee on Friday night after scoring 14 points. Um, but the big story of the night was uh, Obi Toppin scoring 35 points, um, you know, on Friday night against Washington. And, um, yeah, quickly he had, like, I think 21, 21 points or so, 22 points probably. And, uh, what, 10, 10 assists, I think, if my memory serves me right. So yeah, the you know, um, yeah man, they have they're, they're having that that connection, that quickly top end connection that they have there. And then uh, 
Sims, you know, he he was grabbing some rebounds. I think he he, he I think he grabbed ten rebounds that game too. But yeah, the 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 Knicks, you know, they blew out the, the the Wizards after they blew that horrible, uh, you know, that horrible loss to the Nets where they had a, a huge lead and then they blew the game in typical Knicks versus Nets fashion, you know, for the past couple of years and uh, yeah, the Nets came back and won that game. But uh, the the highlights was you know definitely R.J. Barrett emerging as the leader. Um, you know, will be topping with the absence of, of Randall. Um, you know, he he's he's emerged to into a potential star on the team. And then quickly, man, quickly is quickly, you know, developing into you know, potentially a, into a point guard because he's starting to um um make you know, his passing ability uh, you know, uh, and uh a priority because he, you know, he said he's studying how the greats do it, the great point guards do it. So you can see he's he's definitely improving in the point guard side uh, aspect because they definitely gonna need that because that's gonna be some of the moves they're gonna need to do in the off season. Uh, then you know, of course, they're gonna wonder if they're gonna resign um, Mitchell Robinson. But you know, the biggest thing they gotta do, in my opinion, is that they gotta. They gotta trade. Um, they gotta trade Julius Randle, man. And they, by some miracle, if they could somehow get Donovan Mitchell, if uh, the Jazz, you know, have a you know a first round exit or whatnot, they need a they need a guy of that caliber to resurrect them. You know, I do. I think it's gonna happen. No, but you know, that's what they need. They need they they need to get rid of Randle because they cannot have this guy. Um, they thought this guy was going to be an anchor to 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 hold this team down, but now but now he's like an anchor, dragging the team the team down into the bottom of the the you know, the Pacific Ocean, you know. So definitely need to get rid of Randall and his contract. I mean, the rumors is that you know he unfollowed everybody on the Knicks. He he, t- he deleted uh, you know uh, social media messages, you know tweets and stuff like that with him as a Nick. Um, so, I mean, yeah, man. As great as he was, you know, this past year, you know, that's how, you know, horrible he's been, in the, you know, on the team this year. So, you know, I think a change of scenery will do him good, you know, and then he could be uh, a second or third option on another team. And, you know, hey, who knows? And he, he could finally win a title with somebody else. You know, so he won't be under the pressure of, you know, being the top guy, you know, on the team, which, you know, was evident during the playoffs. So what's your thoughts on the the state of the the Knicks right now? Well, I like uh, how the Knicks played down the stretch here with one game remaining. Um, Tibbs, he gave some of the young guys some playing time. Uh, Quickly, uh, Toppin, Grimes, you know, they played well easy. You know these last couple of weeks, um, so you know we have a bright future. You know we with a lot of these young guys, uh, but too little, too late. You know the, the way we're playing, we should have been playing like this all season long. So, you know we miss, we didn't have roles all year, which could have helped us. Um, Mitchell Robinson, you know he had some up and down games. I thought he could have been better. 
It's been it's been better than you know than uh he he should have been better, especially what we expected from Mitchell Robinson. He could really be much better this year. But um, you know, there's some bright spots on this team for next year. So um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, as far as Randall's concerned, I mean, he's been a conundrum all year. You know, I don't know what's going on in his head. Uh, he's been inconsistent. He's been crying a lot. Then bitching to referees about stuff. I mean, this guy has been an issue all year, and it might just come down to trading him in the offseason. And as long as we get something good in return, I'm for it. So that's all I got to say. But uh, hopefully, you know, we have a much better year next year, and hopefully it's not as bad as it was this year because you can't go from making the playoffs one year and then not making the playoffs the next year. I mean, can't, can't have that. You, you hit it right on the head. Um, this this next team, they they definitely need a um, they need a reality check, man. They they can't they cannot have Julius Randle as the as the top option on this team. Much, I mean, let alone this. You know, he 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 just needs to he needs this change the change of scenery. Like it's it's official, you know. You know, there's 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 no way around it. You you gotta find a way to get rid of that contract. You know, if you could get like if you if you could get like a Donovan Mitchell or you know somebody of that caliber. I mean, I strongly doubt it, but or you know him or you know Damian Lillard, somebody of that ilk. You know, as long as you don't give up to me, as long as you don't give up uh, Barrett. You know, and and potentially Toppin. Uh, I mean, I'd I'd love to keep quickly, but you know, obviously, if you're gonna give to get something, you gotta give something up. So, um, yeah, they, they getting rid of Randall should be their top priority, and that's basically all I gotta say about that, really. But um. Yeah, switching gears. MLB man, finally uh, we have opening day. Um, you know, obviously Yankees. You know, they you know they've been winning. Uh, you know, winning some games. Uh, you know, in uh, in the Bronx. But to me, the bigger story is the New York Mets. You know, the Mets. They're on the road against their rival, Washington Nationals. Um, they won the first game five to one. Um, yeah, Tyler McGill, man, this guy, you know, he pitched well last year. Um, but yeah, he's the most unlikeliest starting, you know, opening day starter in the history of the Mets. And he, you know, he pitched pretty good. I think he went, what, he might have, he might, I think he went six innings or so, if I'm not mistaken. But um yeah he you know he pitched well um Cano your boy Cano he hit you know he got some hits uh that that first game yeah and uh you know basically um uh you know the Mets you know they um they funny how you, funny how you never call him your boy since he's on your team now <laughs> That's well funny. The, the way he's playing you know he you know he's been you know he's been hitting the you know, swing the bat well you know the bat well so i mean how long has he been on you guys team for three years now right 
three, three. He played two because you know, you know, obviously, you know, he, you know, he. Um, and he had a, and did he have another banned substance uh, suspension also? Yeah, last, like that? last year. You know. So. But um, yeah, he. I mean, he played well. You know, um, um, Jeff McNeil's back to his his old form. Uh, you know, and uh. You know, um, they they won that first game. So, believe it or not, man, uh, the, the Mets have the best winning percentage in opening day than any team in the history of baseball. Wow! Did, did you know that? Basically, did you know that the Mets, the Mets, what you will call it? Do you know what's the first year the Mets actually won their first opening day? The first year they played. Nope. I'll give you two more guesses. Following year they played? Nope. I'll give you one more guess. From 52 on now. Nope, but you're close. The first time they won uh, opening day was was 1970. Okay. So literally the Mets lost their first eight eight, uh, opening days in a row before they won the World Series. So as soon as they won the World Series, the very next game, the regular season game they they played after winning the World Series, they won they won opening day finally, mm-hmm. and then ever since from '70 on, they've only lost like what five opening days this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, interesting stuff. Mhm. So the Mets won a World, World Series before they won an opening game, a, or an opening day game. I mean, the Mets have some weird history. But uh, the after that, you know, the Serger made his debut on uh, Friday night, dominated his former club. Uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, he you know he dominated them. Uh, Jeff McNeil hit a homer on his birthday on uh, Friday night. Um, trying to think what else happened. I think the Mets won what six to three that game, and then uh, this uh, um, Saturday night's game, uh, the Mets won. I think the final score was what five five nothing probably, and it was highlighted by I think it was the first was it the first inning or third inning? I can't remember what inning that was, but uh, yeah, Pete Alonso. He had his first career grand slam to put the Mets on the board for nothing. And uh, Chris Bassett, you know, one of their big acquisitions that they did um, this year, the, the the big trade that they did uh, in the off season, he he won his first game uh, Saturday night. So so far the Mets are owing, I mean three and zero to start the season. First time in ten years they they started up started the season three and zero. That's great. So yeah, um, so far the Mets are doing well. They're doing great. They're firing all, all cylinders, and hopefully they they'll get they'll get the the sweep on the Nationals um, on uh, what tomorrow afternoon, and then they're gonna they're, then they're gonna go on the road again, and um, and then I think it's on the the eleventh. Is when they're going to um, they're gonna um, op- they're gonna host the uh, the the D backs. The D bags. 
<laughs> yeah, another team you have history with as well. Twenty yeah. what, twenty-one years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, before the Mets host the the D-backs, um, they're gonna go on the road against Philly. Hopefully, it can continue. You know, their runs the um, you know the the um, what you call it, their hitting can continue, and the the strong pitching they've had so far can continue. Um, you know, in Philly, but but before that happens, they got hope hope that Carrasco can have a a vintage Cleveland Indian performance. Um, you know, t- tomorrow afternoon to to put the boom on the the Nationals, and then then they're gonna go on the road with the the Phillies, and then they, they'll host the the um the the Diamondbacks, where they're you know when they they finally gonna unveil the Tom Seaver um, statue that that's long overdue with this franchise. So, um, so far so good. You know, they must got to keep it up in their 60th year, you know, of existence, the 60th anniversary of their uh, existence. Hopefully in October, they can uh, cap it off the way that, you know, they, they should have. You know, something that's eluded them since '86. So hopefully we'll see what happens. But switching gears, you got the the Yankees. Um, uh, you know, obviously before the season started, you know, game one started. You know, the the Yankee fans were shocked that Aaron Judge uh, rejected the seven year, two hundred and thirteen million dollar contract. I mean, even I was shocked about that, and I'm not a Yankee fan, but. You know, most importantly, the Yankees uh, do do what they did best, do best, and uh, uh, win. They they've been winning their, their games so far. You know, uh, Donaldson, their their big acquisition in the off season. Um, he he got the walk off hit to to send the Yankee fans happy. In game one, yeah. Mm-hmm, in game one, and then uh, Saturday they they won again. So, yeah. What's your thoughts on? What's your thoughts on uh, both teams' uh, performances so far this year? Yeah, uh, the Mets, you know, they're playing well right now, 3-0, off to a good start. Yankees, 2-0 right now. They're also off to a good start. Uh, got some big home runs from Stanton and Rizzo these last couple of days. I think they become, like, the first Yankee teammates to to each homer in the first couple of games. So, um yeah, that's that's really nice. Um, Donaldson had that game-winning uh, RBI single on um, on Friday, so that's big for him. Uh, I think uh, this Yankee team is gonna be good. I think they're they're gonna be good. I, they're uh, gonna be much better in clutch situations. It, it looks like as opposed to last year when it seemed like when they were in big spots where they needed a big hit, they couldn't get it. So this year, I think there's going to be a lot of big hits from these guys. And I think the pitching is going to be much better. You have Severino back. Um, yeah, uh, although Cole struggled um, in that first game against the Red Sox, you know, I think he'll have a typical Cy Young candidate year. And, you know, I think this Yankee Yankee team will be very good. Be very good. So time will tell, well, you know, how they fare. But um, so far, so good. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. You know, we'll definitely see. Hopefully, uh, both teams will will be playing well in October. Yeah, don't don't, don't jinx anything yet and think about World Series. Don't say World, World Subway Series yet, please. I didn't. Say, right? I thought of it, but I didn't say it. I stopped myself it's, from it's, saying it's, it because it's, it's still the series just started. <laughs> I didn't say it. I thought it, but I didn't say it. All right. Trust me, as a Mets fan, you know I know you know it's it's way too early, way too early. Like the last time they won three and zero was what, what two thousand two thousand and two thousand and two? No, no, not two thousand two, uh, two thousand and twelve. And as you know, Mets didn't have any banners that year, so you know the season's still the 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 season's still young, young. Yeah. so. We'll see what happens, but you know, of course, you know, you gotta believe. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when the dust clears. But um, yeah. Well, um, we're gonna take a break, a, a brief break, and uh, I'm gonna give you my thought. I'm we're gonna give our thoughts on the new Batman film, and uh, you know, then we'll uh, call it a night. So we'll be right back after these messages. You've been listening to Sports of the Legend on Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome back to Sports of the Legend. I'm of course Wayne Mamo and Macaulay Matthew is uh, on the other line as well. And uh, yeah, let's give you our thoughts on the Batman film. So um, of course, you know, if you guys have been watching this show or listening to this show uh, since 2009, uh, you guys would know I'm a huge Batman fan. And uh, you know, um, one of my earliest childhood moments um would be you know you know was watching the uh you know the batman movie the original batman you know um films with uh michael keaton uh you know in what was it 89 and 92 when it came out so i guess i was start sometime in the 90s um you know on vhs and um you know um Obviously, to me, that's the, you know, that's the top version of uh, the Batman on the big screen. You know, it's all, to me, it's only marveled with uh, the animated series, which uh, you just heard the theme song to that one, um, like about a minute or so ago. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, this movie, uh, the newest movie that came out, you know, I had low expectations for it, you know, um, because, you know, ever since I saw, um, the last Jedi with Star Wars, that, that just, um, you know, just, it, 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 um, it traumatized me, (laughs) you know, watching these, these modern day films nowadays, man, it's just, you know, they, you know, like they're so anti-fan service that they just give you a product that the fans do not want to see. So, you know, I just, you know, I just try to, um, you know, just try to be cautiously optimistic going forward, watching films nowadays. And, um, you know, I knew it would never surpass the, the, um, you know, the, the, the old school, Michael Keaton films, but, you know, I try to give it a benefit of the doubt, and, you know, sure enough, um, this movie exceeded my expectations. You know, it was, um, I say it was on par with the the, uh, Christian Bale films. I might have liked, I think I still like the Christian Bale films more, but it's, it's uh, it's in the neighborhood. And why why do you say why why do I say that you might ask is because you know it's a, a unique um, you know the Batman lore you know of his earlier years of crime fighting and what really set it apart other than it being you know a modernized version of Batman is that um, you know his gadgets you know are like more you know more real you know like it's more set in the real world, you know, whereas Batman, to me, Batman, you know, he's, he's like, you know, an American James Bond, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he has the gadgets, um, you know, they both have, um, you know, an impressive rogues gallery of villains. You know, they also have legendary love interests, you know, throughout the the decades of, you know, the films. So, you know, Batman Batman and you you know, and those those franchises are very to me they're very similar. Um, but this this film grounds Batman, you know, and it, it makes it more believable that he's a you know, a regular human being. You know, even though obviously you know, he has no powers, but, you know, because of his over-the-top gadgetry, you know, gadgetry and, you know, his martial arts ability and, of course, his detective um, intellect, you know, he's he's able to solve crimes. But since they grounded, since they grounded his, his ability, you know, his, um, his weaponry, um, it really accentuated his, um, his, his detective skills. You know, because you know it, it, it kind of makes him kind of like MacGyver. Like he, it's like he took ran, like, you know, like basic, you know, stuff, and turn it into, you know, into weapons that he could use to fight crime. You know what I mean? That that makes sense. And um, yeah, I thought it was a good film. You know, um, I mean, what, what what was your take? It was a very good film. It exceeded 
all my expectations of this film. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of the animated series. It had mm-hmm. that dark feel to it. Um, it brought back that detective crime solving Batman from the comic books and the animated series that we're used to seeing, you know, you haven't, you didn't see that in some of the pre these previous Batman movies. And, um, I thought Robin Patterson did a great job as the actual Batman, although his Bruce Wayne was kind of serious yeah. and gothic a bit. Yes. So um, I don't think he played a good Bruce Wayne, but Batman, I Agreed. think he played that character perfectly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Like yeah. Michael Keaton, you know, he was the he's the perfect Batman. Um, you know, well, you know. You have, you you have that dichotomy of Bruce Wayne being the 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 playboy, you know, like um, a dude who don't who doesn't like, you know, who just cares about living, you know, the the lifestyle, the gla- the glamorous lifestyle. Whereas Batman is, you know, what I mean, like, but Batman is his. When you think about it, because normally you would think Bruce Wayne is his real identity. But in actuality, Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman wears when he's not, you know, fighting crime. Because, um, you know, his his whole mission is about, you know, avenging the, his his uh, parents' death, um, you know, being killed, you know, when he was a little boy uh, outside the movie theater. So basically his whole life purpose was to, you know, fight crime and to prevent other kids, you know, from, you know, suffering the same fate that he did, you know, and uh, that's, that's what, you know, makes his character, you know, larger than life. But like, I, I would agree with you. Um, Robert Pattinson, he was a, a surprisingly a very good Batman. Bruce Wayne, yeah, he, I don't know, he would fit more of so a, a Terry McGinnis, Bruce Wayne, than I would say, Bruce Wayne, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my, like I said, Michael Keenan, he not he he knocked out both out of the park. Uh, ben Affleck, he was a great, you know, Bruce Wayne. I mean, he he just was playing himself essentially. When you think about it, and if you don't believe me, ask J Lo. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for real, you know, he he you know he was a great Bruce Wayne. Uh, of course, Adam West. You know the OG from the '60s Batman. You know he, you know he um he he incorporated both both versions of Batman, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Except you know obviously this, you know that show is kind of you know a sign of the times. You know where where Batman was viewed as a you know it wasn't really viewed as the typical um, Dark Knight serious Batman, whereas Batman was more of a you know, he had like a upbeat personality, more synonymous with Superman. You know, um, but yeah, and then Christian Bale. You know, he he's another guy who who um you know who who incorporated both Batman and 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 Bruce Wayne. You know, um, I'd say on an equal level, except for his the voice. You know that he did. You know, <laughs> you know like. Like Two phase or whatever. I, that would be the only knock you could say about his character. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I would say this movie was a nine. You know, I, I was thinking this movie might be a seven, maybe even lower than that. But, you know, uh, you know, it was great acting, you know. Him, uh, you know, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, I would say she stole the movie. Um, and, and Andy Serkis was good, you know, as um, as um, which as um, Alfred. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Wright, you know, he was phenomenal as Commissioner Gordon. Oh yeah, he he was very phenomenal as as Commissioner Gordon in that film. And, and another person, Penguin. Um, Penguin was great too. I think it was Colin Farrell who played him, and he looked unrecognizable as as uh, as Penguin. And then, uh, oh yeah, I forgot John Turturro. He was great as uh, um, Falcone. So yeah, yep. it was a it was a a great a great film. Yeah, I, I would definitely give it a nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very good. You know, Rob Patterson did a good job. Zoe Kravitz did a very good job. Um, yeah, I mean, the film, again, it exceeded my expectations. And I, you know, I would put it in the, I would put it in top five, even, of Batman films of all time, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the, the Michael Keaton films is, you know, still the top. I think only, only tied with the, um, the animated series. Um, then I would rank the Dark Knight films with Christian Bale. Um, then I would say I rank this. Um, and then I would put Adam West as a Batman, and then I would I would put uh, Ben Affleck, and then then Val Kilmer, and then. Uh, George Clooney, if I was ranking it right now. Okay. But yeah, definitely check out the movie. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, it's a great film. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even give spoilers, which is, I think, the first time first time we haven't done that. I think we weren't given reviews. So, uh, hey, check it out. I won't spoil it for you guys this time. And, um... Yeah, check it out. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Before we head out, um, yeah, there's there's some uh, sad news in the sporting world. Uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know the the um, you know the former uh, Washington uh, Redskins uh, quarterback. And uh, you know he signed with the the the, um, the Steelers. Uh, unfortunately, he um, he uh, he passed away. He he was killed uh, yesterday. Um, and he was uh, I think what was, how old was he? He was like he was only twenty four. I think he he was he got um, I think he died on a hit and run. Was struck by a, a a dump truck in on a, a you know South Florida highway. Um, and he's crossing. And, uh, he was trying to cross on foot a highway, mm-hmm. and he got hit by a dump truck. 
Yeah, my condolences go out to his family and uh, yeah, you know the people who are directly affected by his passing. It's uh, messed up. Uh, you know, a young, young career, young man like that. You know, his uh, life cut short. You know, a local guy from Jersey grew up a, a giant fan like you, Mac. And uh, you know, it's it's sad that his. Um, his uh, his career is already over. Yeah, 24 years old, Ohio standout, first-round pick by Washington. He was going to play for the Steelers this upcoming season. Um, yeah, career cut short, and by this by this tragedy, my condolences go out to his family, friends, teammates, anyone who know, who knew him. Yeah, so it's very unfortunate and sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very very sad uh, day indeed. Um, yeah, man, uh, I hate to end the show on a somber note, but uh, you know, um, is there anything you'd like to say, Mac, before we uh, we head out of here? Uh, everyone enjoy the rest of their weekend, and uh, just check out my show, Hi Mac. Check your local listings uh, for my podcast every Saturday at ten. You're the man. Check out his show, his his podcast, iMac. Check out my YouTube channel, uh, Sports of the Legend TV, and uh, come back next week and uh, check out the next episode of Sports of the Legend every Saturdays at 10 on Blog Talk Radio. He's Macaulay Matthew. I'm Wayne Mamo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.